0: Heyd Míla falta. welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world.
1: Hello, this is Mike Collins here and you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland podcast. Now, I think we have a very interesting show for you today. What we're going to do is we're going to chat a little bit about just when your ancestors may have arrived in Ireland. Now, before you kind of say, well, okay, all my ancestors left Ireland. What's that all about? Let me remind you that if you go back 10,000 years or so ago, that Ireland was actually just uh, coming out of an ice age at the time. And was in fact covered for the most part with a sheet of ice with nobody actually living on the island itself. Now, since that particular point in time, a number of our groups of people actually arrived on what became the island of Ireland, and many, of course, have left over those uh, subsequent 10,000 years as well. So, what we're going to actually do is explore just how much Ireland itself was a melting pot, especially over the last uh, few hundred years, and different groups of people actually arrived on the island at different times, and of course, many actually subsequently re-emigrated, maybe 100 or 200 years later. So what am I talking about here? Well, we're gonna give two examples. One of the examples is the arrival of a very particular group of people in the county of Limerick, round about the, I think it was the late 1700s, maybe Karina will put us right on that. And we'll also actually have another letter read by Karina, where we look to the county of Fermanagh and look at the very, very particular connection that county had to a particular part on the mainland of Britain back in the 16th to 1700s. So I think you'll enjoy this particular episode as we look at those two examples of when your ancestors may have arrived in Ireland. Along the way of course we have lots of nice music to share and in fact I think we'll start off with this particular lively tune called The Shannon Reels from Daniel Dorris.
0: of readers on a letter from Ireland whose ancestors arrived in Ireland before they emigrated again a few generations later. I'm often asked questions about when a particular ancestor may have arrived in Ireland and the reasons that caused their family to leave again. Just last week I received the following from Corey Shire. My name is Corey Shire and I live in San Bernardino County, California, USA. The following is from a family history letter I received from my parents. My great-great-great-grandfather, Jacob Shire Jr., was born at Court Mattress, Limerick County, Ireland in 1775 and later moved to the town of Adair. He then moved to Brock Township, Ontario, Canada with his wife Anne Sparling and all his family in 1833. His great-grandfather was born in Germany and I assume that he, at some point in time, moved from Germany to Ireland. When and from and where and where to where I do not know as we don't have any information on any of them. I would like to know any information that you may have on my family or the town of Adair. How would I be able to locate any remaining Shire family that would still be there? Best regards, Corey W. Shire. So, we read that Corey assumes that his Shire ancestors moved from Germany to Ireland at some point. But when? Well, This is one of those lucky occasions when we can be quite accurate. The Shire family arrived in Ireland in the autumn of 1709. Let me explain. From the banks of the Rhine to the banks of the Shannon. The Rhineland Palatine was found in the southwest of Germany on the borders with France. Over the course of the 17th century, a population of German Protestant farmers and wine growers established themselves in the area. However, by the early 18th century, it was a volatile area in which to live. The Roman Catholic armies of France frequently used the area as a battlefield and felt justified in burning the crops of these Protestant natives and generally making their life miserable. This combined with a series of bad harvests led to a group of about 13,000 palatines heading up the River Rhine to Amsterdam and seeking refuge in countries where they could freely practice their Protestant faith and simple way of life. About 3,000 of these refugees further traveled to the colonies of New York and the Carolinas, but The group also caught the attention of a number of landlords in Ireland who were looking to increase the population of Protestant settlers on their land. And so another 3,000 of the refugees in the early 1700s made their way to a number of Irish estates across counties Carlow, Tipperary, Wexford, Kerry and Limerick. Among this group were the Shire family who settled in Castle Matrix, near the village of Rathkeel in County Limerick. The local landlord was Sir Thomas Southwell. He settled about 300 of these families on his estate. However, many of these Irish settled Palatine families did not indeed settle at all. Many decided that the country was not for them, And within months, the majority had returned to England and Germany. The most successful colony was that in County Limerick. By 1720, the Palatines across Ireland consisted of about 180 families, and over 100 of these families were settled in Limerick. Throughout the rest of the 18th century, the families intermarried among themselves and with other Protestant settlers, establishing further settlements in the area. John Wesley, founder of Methodism, visited the area many times and many families converted to Methodism under his influence by the 1700s. However, by the late 1700s, many of their lease agreements had expired and the local families were subject to untenable rent increases, known at the time as rent racking. This same rent racking caused many of the Ulster Scott families in the north of Ireland to head to the colonies of North America to try their luck there this factor combined with weather related crop failures and cholera outbreaks encouraged a number of palatine families to head to the newly established lands and townships of north america and so corey shire's family arrived in the new township of brock in ontario in the mid 1830s however Many Palatine families stayed in and around County Limerick and remain to this day. You can still find plenty of Shires, Switzers, Bakers and Youngs in the area, including many more Palatine names. If you look at the census of Ireland in 1901, you can still see the Shire name well established in the area. So, Corey, I hope you have a chance to visit that lovely part of Ireland around the village of Adair and Rathkeel in County Limerick and enjoy the places and sights of your ancestors and maybe even meet a few of your cousins along the way.
2: The last time I saw you was- down at the Greeks, there was whiskey and sunlight, and tears in her cheeks. He sang me a song that was pure as the breeze on a road leading up Glen I sat for a while at the cross at where young lovers would meet when the flowers are in bloom. Heard the men coming from the fire at Sharon, their hearts in temporary wherever they go. Take When dry and dry tears. Get your friends, babe There's no pain There's no more sorrow They've all gone Gone ill in the years, babe oh. Set for oil for the gap in the world a and apple, the rusty tin can and an old iron ball For the cards been built and the rosary called, And a fiddle and <laughs> And the next time I see you we'll down at the grace there'll be whiskey and sundae and tears in our cheeks For it's stupid, to laugh and it's useless to bop But the lusties and cannon and all are important.
1: And there we had the Pogues with the broad, majestic Shannon, the River Shannon itself. And of course, that same River Shannon that actually would have been looked on by that uh, particular group of Palatines who came into the County of Limerick back in the day. Now, we're going to move on to another letter, which moves a little bit further north to County Fermanagh. And Corrine is actually going to point out the connection between that particular county and an area on the borders between Scotland and and England. So off we go with Fermanagh and the Border Reavers.
0: From time to time, we head up to the beautiful county of Fermanagh. It's a wonderful county full of rolling hillsides, lakes, small villages and ancient structures. Have you ever been to Fermanagh? And maybe, perhaps, your Irish ancestry came from those parts. Now, although your family may not have originated in County Fermanagh, I think you'll find the following interesting as it provides a good example of how a particular mix of Irish family surnames come to be in a given location in Ireland. The families and surnames of County Fermanagh. Like many place names in Ireland, Fermanagh received its name from a local tribe who were dominant in the area up to the early 1200s They were called the Firmanach. Say it fast and you hear where the Anglicised version of Firmanach came from. Firmanach, Fermanagh The Firmanach lived around the shores of Loch Erne and over time a number of Irish Gaelic families and surnames came out of this tribe to dominate the county that we now know today. As well as the chiefs of the area, the Maguires, the local surnames included O'Heney, Mulrooney, O'Durrah, Macaulay, with a U or with a W, Drum, Macdonnell, O'Cannon, O'Cassidy, MacManus, O'Muldoon, Macintaggart, MacTully, O'Flanagan, McCaffrey, O'Divine, MacMasters and O'Banion. Do you hear any of your Irish surnames there? Now, with the flight of the earls in the early 1600s, the lands of the chieftain Hugh Maguire were confiscated by the crown and divided among Scottish and English undertakers, as well as the native Irish. These undertakers agreed to develop and colonise their granted lands with farmers and craftsmen from their existing estates in England or Scotland. The chief undertaker families to benefit under this new settlement were the families of Cole, Blennerhassett, Butler, Hume and Dunbar. Enter the Border Reavers. To look at this colonisation of County Fermanagh a little deeper, we need to start by looking at the border region between England and Scotland in the early 1600s. Up to that time, Scotland and England had intermittently been at war and royal authority was most weak in the area stretching for miles north and south of the official border between the two countries. People who lived in this area were loyal to kin, but not much more beyond that. A culture of cattle raids existed. Whole herds were stolen and moved from one territory to another. So the name Border Reavers... Reaver meaning to rob, was attached to the local chief families of this area. Now you might ask me, what has this got to do with County Fermanagh? Well, King James I outlawed many activities of these border Reaver families, making their life very difficult. The border area was being cleared and the rule of law reimposed opportunities were evaporating for many of the reaver families and just at that time along came the possibility of a new start in the developing colony of ireland two of the main undertakers for the plantation of ireland were john and alexander hume they were both from a border family themselves and they pledged to plant 3,000 acres of County Fermanagh with settlers from their own border lands between England and Scotland. Many members of these reaver tenant families saw an opportunity to start afresh on cheap land in an area that would appreciate their frontier skills and mentality. By 1649, border names such as Armstrong, Bell, Crozier, Elliot, Graham, Irvine, Johnson and Nixon had established themselves across the county of Fermanagh. Travel through County Fermanagh and you will find that this mix of original Irish Gaelic surnames and the Border Reaver surnames remained this very day. By the 1901 census, the following were the most numerous, numerous Irish surnames in Fermanagh and I'll start with the most numerous, Maguire. Then McManus, Johnson, Armstrong, Gallagher, Elliot, Murphy, Riley, Cassidy and Wilson. Are any of your Irish surnames here? So I hope you enjoyed the story of how just one Irish county, Fermanagh became a melting pot of different surnames.
3: Waves that roam In the glimmering shades Around Earn. My heart Beats at night For the love of my life A love I had won And then had lost By the wild Rushing stream Where the wild roses bloom hurt by the thorns what how sweet was the rose? You're my white Irish rose, the fairest in all of Fairmanna, the sweetest flower of all, of all of the flowers that bloom. Hand in hand through midsummer night's dreams. I'm the king of the world with his queen. You smiled in the mist. The moment we kissed, I awoke with a sigh to find you gone by the wild rushing stream where the wild roses bloom. Hurt by the thorns, but how sweet was the rose? You're my wild Irish rose, the fairest in all fair manna, the sweetest flower of all, of all the flowers that bloom. On my island of dreams The ace will find his queen The magic of our love will bloom again In the mists of my mind Once again you are mine But the joker was wild and you were gone By the wide rushing stream where the wild roses
2: bloom
3: hurt by the thorns but how sweet was the rose you're my white irish rose the fairest in all of fair manner the sweetest flower of all
1: Is well, not a fine rousing piece of music there from the Wolf Tones, simply called mana So I hope you actually enjoyed the letter that preceded that, and I think it's a fascinating story the arrival of those border reavers into the county of Fermanagh and in fact we actually traveled up to Fermanagh back in May of this year and published a whole uh, green room Irish homelands feature on the county there in June so if you're a green room member do make do be sure to kind of pop into the green room and have a look at that particular homelands feature we think you'll enjoy it and before that of course we actually had the arrival of the Palatines there in the county of Limerick Along the way, lots of nice music there. A bit of a focus on the River Shannon to start, and then, of course, into County Fermanagh. Now, if you'd like to see, you could actually find the show notes on a letter from Ireland.com forward slash. 730. That's the show notes for this show on a letter from ireland.com forward slash 730. Now, if you enjoyed today's show, we'd love if you just took a few moments to give a review and just say wherever you are at the moment, there might be a comment section below a post, for example, that you're listening to this on, or you might be inside an Apple iTunes or whatever. Please actually go in and give a few moments to give a review. We'd really, really appreciate it to know just what you thought of today's show. So that's it from myself, Mike, and Karina. And uh, again, hope you enjoyed today's uh, stories and music. And until we chat again next week, Slong for now.
0: If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show, and you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice